Hello and welcome to episode 21 of Your Town Crime. This week we travel to Del High, New York. It's not Delhi, Del High. I talk about some history with weird costumes, and Shannon talks about a serial killer who has his own Netflix special. Please tell your friends about us. Like, link, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. If you're wanting to learn how to make a podcast, go to podbelly.com. And I'd like to thank podbean.com for getting our podcast out to the world. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hey, Shannon, how's it going? It's going. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> hey, guys, welcome to uh, episode 21, Del High, New York. Del High, not Delhi. Not Delhi. We <laughs> said Delhi last week, and one of the first things I learned was that it's Del High. Del High. And we'll tell you why it's Del High in just a little bit. I will, anyway. I was Shannon, <laughs> I just taught Shannon. She didn't see that over the week, but I did. Um, so here we are, Del High, New York. Um we're releasing a week, a day early, or no, excuse me, I said that wrong. We're le- releasing a day late uh, on Wednesday uh, instead of Tuesday. Our lives are busy. It's yes, Father's my Day fault. weekend. <laughs> no, it's hard. The weekends are in the summertime are precious. So yeah, there's a lot more going on. So we both had stuff going on Father's Day this weekend. So another day late. I don't know. Maybe we'll push it to Wednesday all the time now. So just uh, just stay tuned. I'll let you know. I, I put something up on Instagram. Was that last night I did? Yes. I can't remember. We're, we're recording this on, on Tuesday night, so um, so you can't get, that's why you're not getting it today. So we're a little late. Usually we do it on Sunday at the latest on a Monday, but the last two weeks it's been on Tuesday. So got a lot going on. Um, been watching in the time we I have had, we've been watching a lot of baseball lately because Tennessee. Is that the World is Series? Is the World Series? Was that the World Series? Yeah, it was. Spoiler alert. <laughs> My wife has recorded it and she hasn't watched it yet but i got to i got to listen to it and finish it up at when i got home yeah. from work so she doesn't know so gosh i was so hopeful i, I was so excited we've had a great season I, i've not really paid any attention to tennessee baseball much over the years and this year we've done great and it's been exciting and the exciting excitement's ramped up over the, mm-hmm. the the end of the season and uh, went to Omaha, and you all, I mean, even people outside of Tennessee know Peyton Manning and mm-hmm. his Omaha, his audible, he calls from, from oh, the line, yeah. Omaha, we all seen that. I saw uh, a funny gift that said, tell Peyton, because he was at the game today, yeah. and they were like, tell him to stop going to UT games. Every game he goes right. to, we lose. Yeah, he threw out a pitch. <laughs> he threw out the first pitch uh, a couple of weeks ago and, and lost that one, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, but it, uh. That's been pretty exciting, and unfortunately ended this this today. But you know they didn't win the World Series, but they got to they got did to the so World well yeah. throughout the season. I think just you know sometimes it's just not your time. No, so I'm I'm still happy as a I'm a fan now. I'm a, I'm looking forward to Tennessee mm-hmm. baseball next year. I mean that's that's pretty good. That yeah, people are saying that. And yeah, because we're not a baseball school. We're not a football school anymore. <laughs> we used to be, uh, but we're not a football school. We were school. a women's basketball we were. school for a long time, yeah. and now we're not that. And yeah, men's basketball has been doing okay, mm-hmm. but um, they're they're holding us together now. Baseball, so it's a, uh, it's been it's been pretty exciting. We've got a UT has got a neither. Did you go to UT at all? I didn't either, but uh, but you know how it is. Uh, everybody's fans of their big big school close by. Yes, uh, so. Uh, but we did have some – we have a swimmer, I think, going to the Olympics. Oh, that's cool. Swimmer or diver. I know one diver uh, was trying to go and didn't make it, uh, but he was in the, the whatever, the final meet, swim, diving match, whatever diving is called. Sorry, divers. We watched some of the diving stuff, and it is so cool how yeah. they do it together. Like, right. they're synchronized. Like, if they do yeah. a partner – I'm like, that is amazing. It's so beautiful. I'm I like, know. dang, you should see me try to do just a normal dive. I like, know, it yeah. looks awful. 
<laughs> I, I, I always thought that was really neat, but I was always too much of a chicken to do it. I remember people at the pool. The high dive? Yeah, we well, had the high, high dive, yeah, <laughs> quotation. Had a high dive at our city pool and, and a low dive, a normal diving board. And I remember people doing gainers and stuff, and I uh-huh. thought, a gainer, that is just ridiculous. <laughs> I was so, so scared to do do that kind of thing, and I'm, I still am. And I'm going to tell you the truth, I was like, I did, well, now I know it's going to hurt for days if I... <laughs> If I bust my back <laughs> or my belly, uh, I'm going to be aching for days. So I'm not going to try it. But anyway, I think that's pretty neat. It is. Yeah. It was all because I was a lifeguard at that pool. And so it would really crack me up seeing people do their like specialty dives and stuff. And there would be a lot of spank the babies, you know, oh, with yeah. those yeah. where you jump on your butt and yeah. then you go down. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> a lot of those would go wrong and didn't end yeah. up right. Was there always, I remember there'd be like, can't remember who he was but there was like the guy that was the diving guy and like he thought he was the stuff oh there was a few of them yeah 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 and it was like like if y'all watch stranger stranger things it'd be like uh the brother like walking by the pool Uh and he was just like looking through his shades and like hey ladies how's it going you know like he thought he was the man and it was the city pool and small towns tennessee you know in the 80s thinking he was just the stuff and you know you know rode his bike there and all that it was uh, i just remember it's good times what else we got going on you're teaching still Still summer school's going on it's going and it's really fun so i've been having a blast and i think the kids are having a great time also so it's fun yeah making some little memories full-time teaching in the fall i guess you're full-time now but like Officially yep. have your yep. class. We talked about that last time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. It's you made happening. The, made the phone calls yet and talked to them? No, not yet. Not yet. But I think I'm going to send out a letter. Mm-mm. They nope. don't know? Mm-mm. Okay. Not yet. July 1st, I think yeah, we, we can send know. out stuff. We don't know who my son has either. Yeah. Um, but we're pretty excited. About Whoever it, so. your mom said is yeah. who your son has. No, I don't think. I don't know. She doesn't <laughs> have as much pull as she thinks she does <laughs> or thought she did. But, um, but yeah, we're, we'll be happy with any of the teachers. Oh yeah, they're great. We've got a pretty good, pretty good. I love the kindergarten teachers. A lot of them taught with mom. Mm-hmm. I know them, most of them. I think. Yeah, Not they're great. Yeah. We have a good school system. We do, we do. And um, let's see, what else is going on? Uh, we could revisit Bill and Melinda Gates. Oh yeah, <laughs> because I was right. <laughs> I hadn't heard much about them in the last week or no. two, or maybe, but yeah. I, I made tried that to joke. Google Bill and, like, I was putting in, you know, on Google, it'll yeah. like pre fill, have right. options for you. I put Bill and, because I couldn't remember her name, and I put an M, nothing. Really? Like, you couldn't put in Melinda. Wow. Like, there was no, and I'm like, ooh, Google. Google, wow. <laughs> I wonder what if you put, I wonder what I, I wonder if you put uh, Bill and a J on there, if it would have brought up something. And Jay. Bill and, or Bill Gates and Jay for Jeffrey Epstein. Remember I made that joke? Yeah, It's like, oh, they're going to find out that him and Jeffrey Epstein were big buddies. And and they did. Evidently they were. (laughs) And that he had, he was a naughty boy. He would go for McDonald's. Did you hear about that? No. He would take a different car. He would leave work to go meet with women and, like, take a different car and say he was going to McDonald's or that was code or they would. There was something at McDonald's. I don't know. But there was like No, and he did thing. not go to McDonald's. Right. <laughs> but did go get a Happy Meal, I guess. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, oh. <laughs> but, yeah, so that that was a thing. Like, he was he knew Jeffrey pretty well, and evidently it was a thing, and Melinda didn't like it from what Yeah, I wouldn't like it say. either, I yeah. guess. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a creep. She's a billionaire. Hopefully she'll keep condu- continue doing good. Bezos' wife. Bezos. Bezos, Bezos, yeah, giving away all that money. Giving away a lot of Mm -hmm. money, that's great. Which Melinda will be the richest, like, divorce. That'll be, like, the largest settlement, right? I'd say so, yeah. I don't know. I didn't see that, but it'll be close. It'll be those two. Not a bad day at the office, I guess. Wow. (laughs) Not, it's unfortunate. It is. Anytime somebody splits, but. These guys, man, and, like, I saw an interview. I watched an interview the other day of, of Bezos from, like, 97 uh, he was just starting amazon and his idea and stuff and he did not look like now he look, looks like an evil villain uh-huh. he's got the bald head and he's like in suits and yeah like, just like th- and he wasn't in 1997 he's just a nerd yeah and you know 
looked and talked like a nerd and didn't look like now you see me like man this dude like he's working out and all uh-huh, that stuff it and got like, to him yeah and it's I mean, i've heard other people talking about it and i've also you know but you can just see it you're like man yeah but bill gates doesn't really give that vibe of like <laughs> evil villain i know some people think he is because you know the the uh the vaccine stuff uh-huh. yeah all that stuff and uh so i don't know you can't be an expert in everything and that includes but, bill but you can pay experts you can to try to figure out problems and i think that's pretty neat i do i think i think but i think i said that i said that earlier uh, the last time we were talking about this that he's got so much money he can help he can get the experts in there to help solve the problem like or sway he could sway he's yeah got the money that's true so yep. i don't know we'll just have to see yeah. <laughs> yeah. i did see today bitcoin went down under thirty thousand for the first time. Really? Yeah, it's like twenty eight thousand yeah, something, or it was Doge today. Is down pretty good. So, so does this mean? Because I don't know. Does this mean like buy now, or does this mean don't buy anything I when it goes no down? Idea. Okay. I have no idea. I'm, I'm sure it'll go back up, but I think speaking of evil geniuses, <laughs> rich evil geniuses, is Elon Musk said something about Bitcoin, and that's one of the reasons it started going down. Not that he's an evil evil, but you know, just making a joke. But, uh-huh. uh, but yeah, he said he was into Bitcoin and Doge and all this stuff, making all these jokes and tweeting about it. Then he tweeted something against it. I can't remember exactly what it said, and it started going down again. So. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, so then there's other stuff coming out. Like, there's all kinds of stuff. Safe Moon's a big one. Uh, and then there's other, st- other stuff that's coming out now, too. New ones, smaller ones, so that are growing and people were talking about i saw this don't quote me so haters don't come after me but i saw this story from somewhere in georgia this guy put money into rocket something rocket it's two words i don't know but it's some kind of cryptocurrency and he put twenty dollars in and it was super low and the next morning when he woke up he was a trillionaire did you see that that. but it wasn't like there was an error it was a glitch but he had like the money and so he's like give me my money and they're like no this was was a glitch glitch. which i'm kind of like you know if you get a glitch at the store if there's a price mark you know different you get to have it at that price i'm like you know if he'd have moved a trillion dollars into bitcoin or something man that would have yeah like super quick yeah super quick inflated the market Mm -hmm. and what would they have done like you got to get this money back I can't give it back. I've already spent it. Yeah. You owe this. You owe a trillion dollars. You owe us a trillion dollars. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody can pay that back. So. Yeah. So I thought, man, that would be crazy if you woke up and were like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> a lot of that stuff, like you can't, you can't buy the actual Bitcoin or not. Excuse me. Bitcoin is a crypto. You can't buy the actual crypto. You have to go and buy another crypto and exchange it. And do, like, all this stuff. I don't, uh-huh. I don't even know how to do it. Yeah, just, well, he didn't either, and right. he had to call his friend to figure out how to sell it. Right. Like, he's like, how do I sell this? And, like, I don't know. I guess they didn't figure it out because it was an error. Right. So. There's also a guy that, that had a wallet and had had a bunch of Bitcoin that he bought years ago in a, in a wallet, and it's encrypted. Uh-huh. And he put the password in, but he can't remember it. And he's only got oh, so many yeah, tries before that. he. Yeah. I can't remember what's going that on. That would be so yeah. awful. <laughs> and he's like a. He's like a. Uh, he's definitely a millionaire and might be close to billion, billionaire if not more. I can't remember the exact number. Uh, we can't remember numbers, right? <laughs> but you know, he. I can't remember. And he's got just so many tries before it will shut it down and lock him out forever. Oh god. So he's trying to. He's trying to break in and and see if he can look, look at old computers and see if the password's been stored somewhere or like it's not not you know stored on the computer somewhere in some back that would be awful file somewhere that (laughs) nobody knows about so oh gosh yeah he's doing doing a lot of stuff like that so that would be such a letdown to wake up and think you're a trillionaire and really you have nothing yeah (laughs) stocks are stocks are crazy right now it's just uh it's just this has nothing to do with it but this is a funny story that i'll just tell you that has to do with like getting excited about winning something and then find out (laughs) you did not win so my dad i don't know if you remember Ingalls used to have this little game board and it looked like a monopoly board and it was 
like a piece of paper. Ingles or McDonald's? Ingles. Okay. And so you would go to Ingles, and every time you check out, they give you a little game piece. Maybe, and you, yeah, maybe I remember that. Or definitely like remember McDonald's. Undo game, it, and you like tape it to your thing. Emily. Yeah. <laughs> you tape it to your uh, board with a match. And so my dad knew someone at the local Ingles, and he's like, hey, give me some more of these like pieces. So he comes home with like a huge, like two grocery bags full of these pieces. So yeah. I tear each one of them open. We get them, all of them. The prize in the center is a million dollars. I kid you not, my dad was so excited. <laughs> we got it, we got a million yes. And I was probably like, I would say like 10 or 11. Like, I wasn't too old, but I was old enough to understand, like, oh, a million dollars is a big deal. And I've never seen my dad so excited before, ever. (laughs) We were on the way to our local angles with our, like, game board and our pieces stuck on there. And we won. My dad's like, oh, we're going to build a house over here. We're going to do this. And I'm like, oh, can we go to Universal? And he's like, yeah, we can. (laughs) Like, we (laughs) were so excited. (laughs) And so we get there. And the manager, my dad's like, I need to speak to a manager. And so, like, they come out and it's like you know everybody's looking i mean there was literally like five employees like over around us he's going through each piece to see if it matches one piece was an old piece from a previous board so it didn't count and when they told my dad that he was pissed he's like no, that doesn't matter. Like, you you sold that to us. And it's like, Dad, you had some young kid <laughs> give this to you. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so oh, we wow. still had a whole nother bag to go through. But yeah. my dad was so disappointed and mad. He was like, forget it. And, like, he oh, ripped no. the thing. And, like, it was done. But we had that money spent before oh, we wow. got there. <laughs> what if that piece was in that other bag? Did I you know. ever look it up? No, because he ripped the board. Oh. And I just was like, well, that's I'm going to be thinking about that now when I'm, like, 80. I'm going to be laying... <laughs> Laying in my deathbed, going. So I understand the disappointment that this kid had when he woke up and he realized, oh, that's really not my money. No, yeah. <laughs> and it's just so funny to think we're in a small town and like my dad really thought, and he's going in there. I need to talk to a manager. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. He tried to rig it, but I guess karma, karma won, huh? Well, he we didn't know. We honestly thought that yeah. it was it was like in the fine, like little a little yeah. piece was like not all the same oh, as the other piece. T- they were reading, and the they, fine knew, they, got it. they knew like, everything. Yeah. And so I was like, dang it! Like we didn't know. We were yeah. honestly thought we won. Yeah, parents were. That's funny. <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyway. Yeah. Does anybody does anybody ever win the the McDonald's monopoly things? Or is that still going on? I don't know. Something, there was something like that where it was being rigged, mm-hmm. and there was a case case like that. Was that your dad? Did he ruin that for everybody? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, we might need to move on a little bit. Okay, Everybody's, let's move on. Our skippers are yeah are skipping, and uh, that was just, a good story. You better not have skipped that good, one. <laughs> yeah, that was a good story. That's funny. I think people like like that part. If they don't, they can skip. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, it's fine. We got a, uh, let me tell you this, before we get too far in it, this does have to do with true crime and something we, I said last week. We're talking about the, the kid, uh, the boy was found in the barrel, and that reminded me of something. Mm-hmm. I looked it up because I was like, I've heard this on a podcast. I heard it on the Jensen and Holes podcast. Um, that's a, I talked about them before. It's a really, if you're a true crime, if you like true crime podcasts, that's one to go, you know, listen to ours, of course. But there's, <laughs> that's a, it's an actual, they're the guys that help find, uh, they got the ball rolling to find the uh, the. Uh, you forget this every time. Golden State. Yeah. <laughs> or they every were, time. You know, I they mean were twice. they were the the. Let's see. Jensen was uh, he was friends with Michelle uh, McNamara who wrote the book. I uh, can't remember. You know, uh, mm-hmm. Pat Oswalt's wife that wrote the book that got things going. Uh, I'll be gone in the dark, or I'll be gone in the night. Something like that. Um, so he helped. He was with her. She kind of got the. She wrote a book. Kind of got things going again. He he was an investigative journalist, and Paul Holes was a detective in the Contra 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 Costa, Contra Costa County. I'm there. That's in California, and he um, he was a detective, a homicide detective. So it's a really neat podcast because you're getting his, his a detective's perspective, who solves some big big murder cases and uh kind of knows the ins and outs of the cases so anyway they had a uh this guy his name was terry rasmussen 
I want to. That's close. You know, Rasmussen. I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounced it. He uh, he would. Uh, that's where it came from because he would put bodies in a barrel. Uh, kids and kids and their mothers. He would find uh-huh. he would find women with kids and take them and um, and put them in barrels. He killed that them, was his mo. Yeah. Okay. So I was like, uh oh. And I looked at his timeline. They had they had the Jensen and Holt's website has timelines and like information because there might be more killings. Oh yeah. So mm-hmm. there's a possibility this could be linked. But I looked at the timeline and he was in California in the 70s, but he left in 74. Uh, to go to go back to Texas, and he was down around San Francisco. He wasn't up north. Okay. So I don't think it was him, but uh, stranger things have happened. They they do have his he he's dead now, but they've used his DNA to link him to other crimes. Mm-hmm. That would be yeah. crazy. They did find out that one of the bodies he was the he was the father of one of the kids in the one of the barrels he they found. Um, but you can find out about him, Terry Rasmussen. Maybe we'll hit him at some point, but. Hmm. Uh, that's a pretty cool case, but that's what, I mean, it just popped in my head. Huh. Um, so anyway, I don't know if it's linked or not, but like I said, the timeline didn't add up. But, mm-hmm. So there's a little update on that. Uh, Pete sparked my interest and I dug a little deeper. I'll um, be gone in the dark. Is that book? Hey, I'll be gone in the dark. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think I had, I hit it, didn't I? Did you? Maybe. I said, I'll be gone in the dark and I'll be gone in the night. <laughs> I got close. Yeah, you got close. I got close. All right. That's pretty popular. I think true crime people, mm-hmm. you're going to know that. All right, so Dell High, New York, getting into that. Finally, 20 minutes in, somewhere around there. Uh, the population's 5,117. That was in 2010 census, so not sure where we're at now, but it's somewhere around 5,000. It's in Delaware County, and it's down close to Delaware County touches Pennsylvania, uh, but it's a huge county. It's the size of uh, Rhode Island. And they have uh, just it's the size of Rhode Island, but there's only 48,000 people in the county, uh, 48 people per square mile. So it's a pretty sparsely populated county to be so big. And I was uh, surprised when I heard that. I, lo- I was looking at the county map and the size of it in where it's situated in New York. It's down on the southern, southern border. Uh, but a lot of counties up north, are big mm-hmm. and some of the states don't have a lot of counties right you know tennessee's it takes like seven hours to get across tennessee mm-hmm. and new york's a big state don't get me wrong but uh, some of the smaller states around it have have just a few uh, new york's got a lot of counties but not as many as i thought a lot mm-hmm. larger land 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 size counties there uh so i just thought that was weird i don't know why but i don't know why that's the case but it is hmm. so you can look into that. I might look into <laughs> it later and go a little bit more. So, all right. So it's named after the city in India, Delhi. Um, uh, that's where it's why it's named. They named it in honor of Ebenezer Foot. He was a uh, he was a dude that was there. He was uh, in in the law. That uh, Delhi is the county seat of uh, Delhi. So, excuse me, I did it. <laughs> Delhi is the the county seat, and uh, that's where the courts are. The uh, the county courts are for Delaware County, and he was an attorney. He was in the he was a judge, I believe, and um, they called him the Great Mogul. And for some reason, they named it in honor of him, Delhi. Uh, and then there was he had a he had a guy Estes Root was a rival of his, and he said he didn't like it. He was mad. He had another name picked out, and he they didn't <laughs> want to name it his name. But this guy had a lot more people that liked him and like got together and um, oh so gosh. Erastus, E R A S T U S. Never seen that name again. So Erastus Root, the rival. He said when he heard it, he said Dale High, Hell High. Better call it or yeah, better call <laughs> it Foot High. Let me say that again. I like how so, all of a sudden. Oh yeah, he's so, yeah, he's, he's from the south. All of a sudden, <laughs> Dale High, Hell High. Better call it Foot High. <laughs> After Ebenezer Foot, foot, so foot high, <laughs> so that's how. I got, that's that's just what it sounded in my automatically. head. Automatically, yeah, automatically, I can just see it in my head. Dale high, hell high. <laughs> I can hear it. I've heard people say stuff like that before. And that hey. might be why the county wasn't named after him. <laughs> yeah, 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 because he was southerner, and they <laughs> yeah. didn't like southerners in New York at the time. Yeah, no, he wasn't a southerner. Uh, I, I am though, so you got that accent. 
But I can just hear it. Can't you hear it though? <laughs> well, now I can. The hell. <laughs> you know, I know you've heard somebody around here say that. Yes. The hell. <laughs> and I could just. Dale, hi, hell, hi. All right. So. so Mr. Root did not get his way and he wasn't happy about, happy about it. All right. So the town was formed on March 3rd, uh, 1798. Uh, and it was formed from parts of three, three different towns around there. Or three different villages, uh, Courtright, Middletown, and Walton. And it's right on the Delaware River. Uh, the first settlers came around uh, 1784, 1785, somewhere in there. And um, uh, George Fisher is uh, kind of the first guy that was around that area right where Delhi's at. Uh, he's, he built a house right on uh, right where Main Street is now, around that area. Uh, he had the first frame house in, in the town where the town is now. Uh, many settlers were there in the area, but they were uh, spread up and down the river. Um, everybody stayed right there with the river because uh, that's what you had to do then. Mm-hmm. Um, there was good farmland there after they started stripping trees. They started stripping, stripping the land, uh, getting the trees out for lumber uh, to create fields. So the sawmills mill, saw started popping up on the river. They used the river, paddle, you know, the, the wheels to... Uh, uh, it, that's how they did mm-hmm. everything, the water power. So set up uh, sawmills, grist mills, all that kind of stuff right on the river, up and down the river, everywhere in the tributaries. Um, there was a, let's see, this was 1784, 85, when he, he got there, old George Fisher. Uh, by 1786, many more people were there. Um, Ebenezer Foote, who it was named for, he didn't get there until 1798. So he got there. He must have been pretty popular and known before he got there mm-hmm. and they said once he got there he was prominent from the start so he must be well spoken well well liked a lot more than no root <laughs> so um but so he he was there about the same time that the, they named the town so I, I bet if root had been there a while he probably was man like who's this guy he just mm-hmm. came in here gonna let him name the town <laughs> um but sawmills and grist mills like i said up and down the river there's brick makers, tanners, and a trip hammer. I had to look up what a trip hammer was. I have no it's, idea. It's just a big, it's 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 blacksmiths would use it, but they, I, I'm guessing they use the river, uh, like another mill use a, a wheel, um, the water water wheels to to power this, and it was a trip hammer. I guess it would wind up and then fall, and it was oh, a metal okay. a metal hammer that would help uh, that would help blacksmith and form metal and shape metal, just like a you know, just like an anvil and a hammer, but, uh, you know, just think of it as a lot bigger. Okay. Um, and of course, after they got the trees, uh, the trees cleared, agriculture became uh, big, the, the fertile river soil. Okay. So dairy farming was also big in the area, uh, along with agriculture, the uh, crop fields, dairy farming was big. Um, so they also had uh, four multi-story hotels, at one time in the town. And that's a pretty small town to have four multi-story hotels back in the day. Mm-hmm. And they were in the Catskills, but it wasn't like they were, it said they weren't uh, resorts like other Catskill towns. Uh, okay. So they were just, there was just that many people coming through the area at the time they needed a place to stay. All right, so something cool that I found in the history was the anti-rent war. And people from New York are going to know what this was, and especially from this county, they're going to know about this because they still kind of celebrate it t- to this day. And there's also, uh, there's reminders everywhere. There's historical signs uh, and different things. So it's the anti-rent war, it started with uh, the old feudal system uh, of land. This is back before we were a country, the Dutch and English influence. Uh, the governors there would give other wealthy people large tracts of land that they were landlords over. And then if you wanted to come in and, and move to that area, you were living on somebody else's land, and they took. You had to rent it. You had to lease it, um, and the leases were high, and they didn't make it. You know, you're pretty much a slave to the the person mm-hmm. you were working for. They overcharged. You had to you had to pay taxes on it, uh, taxes to them on it, or pay their taxes. You had to. I mean, it's just a lot of money. You were they were wealthy, and you were paying for everything. Uh, so it was it was an old way of of life that kind of carried over into the new the new world uh, into into the, the new country of the United States. Uh, so, you know, we, uh, we'd, you know, you think of the, 
the Boston Tea Party and stuff, that's kind of what it was. It was over taxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can read into it more, and it wasn't exactly over taxes. It was for it was for some other reasons too. But it was to get a, to break away from England. And you know, if we're gonna do if we're gonna do some shady stuff, we're gonna do it on our own instead mm-hmm. of England getting the benefits. We're gonna have the benefits. You really look into it. There's some uh, there's that's a pretty cool. There's more to the story, I should say. Uh, but anyway, so um, there was this, there was this one landlord uh, that was pretty lenient. He would help. He would let people, you know, pay half half their lease if they couldn't couldn't afford it. He would, you know, kind of look the other way, and he was pretty nice. Um, but when he died, his kids were like, "We want the money. We're not going to be as nice as Dad was because mm. there's more of us, and we're we're greedy." Pretty much, that's I mean, that's all. It, that's what it boiled down to. So they started going back and like requesting back taxes and back back leases and all that stuff and pay everything right now. Ugh. So, um, of course, people didn't like that, and they started they started an uprising, and um, they uh, in Delaware County. Uh, this is kind of where it it ended up, and not exactly in Delhi. But Delhi is the the county seat. That's where a lot of the the trials were for what's about to happen. A mm. uh, little little foreshadow there that going to. So Delaware County was uh was kind of where everything came to a, a bowling point. Um, the sheriff Green Moore and uh, under sheriff Osmond Bud Steele, uh, they would help the land barons, the landlords enforce their sales. So if somebody wouldn't wouldn't pay up, they would. They would go knock on their door and, you know, pay up. And if they didn't pay up, they'd go in and get their get their crop. They would go oh. get their crops, get their get their the herd, the herd of cattle, and that's what happened here. Uh they went in and they they got the uh, they got a guy uh a Moses Moses Earl. Um they went and got his herd of cattle and they were taking it to, to sell for non payment. And the people rose up, uh and by this point, the the people who were up who were uprising uh, called themselves the Calico Indians, and they would dress up in like in like uh, colorful dresses and wear like sheepskin mask and make like animal mask and put deer antlers on their head and uh, wear tails and all this kind of stuff just to cause a bunch of bunch of chaos, I guess. Well, this the Calico Indians at this sale they got to the sale and heard about what happened to to uh, Moses Earl. And they all went after him, and they surrounded um, the sh- the sheriff and the under sheriff, and under sheriff uh, Steele was shot uh, three times and died. Earlier that day, he he said he didn't care, he wasn't worried about them. That lead cannot penetrate steel. Oh. Of course, that was his last name, and those words did not live up. <laughs> um, he was shot down that day. Uh, so that's the legend. You can actually find that on a sign. Uh, close to Andy's, uh, New York, a uh, town in Delaware County. And they also, they also have Calico, well, they, they have Calico, it's not Calico Days, but they have a, a festival where they have Calico costumes and, and dress up and kind of still uh, still do a little bit with this, you know, the, the folk, folklore and all that. Okay. Um, so the trial for this murder, uh, this, during this war or whatever you want to call it, uh, was in Delhi. And uh, John Van Steenberg and Edward O'Connor were both tried uh, for murder and uh, convicted and sentenced to death and hung. Um, this was all this was all in the 18, 1840s uh, and ended in eighteen forty five. The government in eighteen forty five, the government the governor uh, pushed to outlaw the Calico Indians by uh, by banning the outlaw disguises. So he's, you know, so he mm-hmm. was on the landlord side. I'm sure he was getting money uh, for, right. for his, uh, at least for his campaign, if not uh, directly to him. Uh, in 1846, the New York Constitution added provisions uh, for tenants' rights and abolished uh, feudal uh, tenures and outlawed leases uh, for more than 12 years. So a lot of these big, uh, these big houses and big manors uh, ended up crumbling and, um, you know they broke up so uh that was good they took care of that problem so i thought that was pretty neat and i i when i was on i didn't i found out about the the calico indians and all this on instagram i was looking for things in, in delhi there's not a lot of businesses on De, uh, 
from Delhi on Instagram and I couldn't mm-hmm. find a lot of pictures, but I started finding a lot of stuff about the Calico Indians oh. and uh, some cool pictures of uh, in the uh, courthouse in Delhi. There's also there's actually a uh, a mural of of the Calico Indians. And, that's uh, cool. So that's pretty neat. And uh, I'll put a link to the to to a web page with that artwork on there. And um, but you know Delhi is a is a pretty nice town. Uh, pretty a pretty nice looking town. A beautiful town from what I can see. I can't I couldn't find really a lot of pictures of it. You know, uh, boasting their downtown. They everything I found was old old town square type type deal. Uh, postcards things like that. Uh, found several websites with that. Uh, the picture I shared on Instagram and Facebook, uh, talking about the podcast to be released tomorrow, that was from the Saturday ne- Saturday Evening Post. That was uh, of Delhi. That was their town square, and um, so I found I did find that, and I thought I'd post that. Yeah. Uh, so you can see it. And it's a cool scene from 1951, I believe, was the when the that issue was out. So That's cool. It's a looks like a looks like a nice little town. So. I don't, you know, 5,000 people, 48,000. That's about the size of our town. Mm-hmm. We have a pretty big county, uh, 40, about the same number of people in our county, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so probably a lot like us. Uh, they got a nice river running down through there. I did find a few uh, a few places on Instagram. I'll talk about those places at the end uh, to, to visit. Uh, there's not a lot there. Um, a lot of bed and breakfasts. I'll didn't say that right so i'll wait for the end to, to say that <laughs> notable people anybody i didn't i didn't find any notable okay. people but there is a uh, there's a book and i think i've read this book and i think i was looking this book up or at least came across this book a few weeks ago there was a uh, when i was a kid there was a book that i read about a, a boy who was hiding he was a trapper or something and he was hiding from somebody another trapper a man uh, somebody being mean, I don't know, and he jumped in the water and hid in a beaver lodge. Interesting. And that's what I remember from the story. And I was looking that up, and I came across several several books during that, and it wasn't that long ago. I'm talking about weeks. Uh-huh. And uh, and anyway, this one of these books popped back up, and it was a uh, it was the setting for uh, My Side of the Mountain by. Uh, Jean Craighead George, or Jean Craighead George, uh, J-E-A-N, I don't know if it's Jean or Jean, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the My Side of the Mountain, so I'm not sure if that's the book I read or not, uh, but I'm thinking about getting it because I've got a son that's going to be, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's four older boys, mm-hmm. and I was probably 12 when I read that book, so whether this is it or not, I'm, I think I'm going to get it and read it, and see. Uh, but I did find some other things too, and I can't. I can't remember who who it was, but I've got it. The browsers, one okay. of the, a million browsers I've got pulled <laughs> up on my on my phone. So, uh, so anyway, but that is neat. My side of the mountain by Jean uh, Craighead George or Jean Craighead George, J E A N. Is how you spell it if you're looking it up. So, uh, so look that up if you want to see some. If you want to get a tale that stretches and uh, takes you through Delhi. So that's all I've got, Shannon. Okay, well, I mean that was quite a bit. Yeah, I mean for, it's a for a smaller small town that that was that was I would, the the Calico Indians was was pretty wild, and when I saw the dresses and and uh, the the murals and all that kind of stuff, it was wild. I, that is cool. Yeah. Okay, so I found something that I just couldn't not do. Right. Even though technically, technically, yeah, <laughs> we were excited. This is what we got excited about last yeah. week, and we're still excited when you. Pull it up and you put in Delhi, New York, serial killer or murder or something. You might come across Ar- Arthur Shawcross. He did not actually commit a murder in Delhi, but he resided briefly in Delhi, New York in the summer of 1987, living in a small third floor apartment with a local woman who worked as a nurse there. Um, there is a documentary about this guy, Arthur Shawcross, called Interview with a Serial Killer. Yeah, is that right. and it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix, yeah. And I watched it last night. Jason told me about it and it is very creepy very to creepy. say the least. Um it's a just a intimate one on one interview with this guy. So a serial killer. Yes. And he was serial. It was it was wild. Both of us watched it, so I've got some input on this one, I guess. And, yeah. 
and uh, I did. I, I can't remember if I've seen this one before or not on on something at one point. I'm pretty sure I've heard of this guy, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, There was tons of stuff, and I got a lot of information from, um, what is it, the Criminal Minds Wiki page. Oh, yeah. And on, of course, Wikipedia um, and several other sites. Most of it came from Criminal Minds Wiki. So it was very interesting. But he lived with a local woman in Delhi um, who was a nurse. The two met through a prison pen pal program. Yeah, because this guy had been in prison before. Yes. Well, a couple times. Even before what you're thinking right. of. Yeah. No, like before before he was in prison, the last time he was in prison a couple times. Yes. Right. So this is, yeah. So he was in prison then. And I, he, he's been in prison quite a bit, actually. For major stuff, like three times, I'm pretty sure. Okay. But so, he, go And ahead. for this dude to be in prison that many times, and when you see, see him as an old man, you're like, how in the world did he... I mean, like women, he he was, a, I guess, women liked him. Attractive. Like he was able well, to. Well, I mean, women. his younger days, he did look attractive. I would say. Um, yeah, I guess, but it was just like. But also, not to be mean, but this woman met him through a prison pen pal, so it's like you know. Yeah. I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's. I don't think I would mean. You're looking in the wrong place for sure. Yes. You know? Okay, so Shawcross moved from Delhi. Am I yeah, saying that right? Delhi, Delhi yeah. yeah. Delhi, after serving 15 years in prison for the murder of two small children in Watertown, which is about four and a half hours away from Delhi. Yeah. I think he spent a lot of time growing up there. He was pretty young there. Yes. Is that right? Or uh-huh. that and that was in 1972. Um, before community members in Delhi and neighbors protested him living there, they forced him to move out. So they had more sense than yes. the lady did. So he committed these murders, moved to Delhi, which was four and a half hours away from where the murders were committed in Watertown. And the neighbors were like, we don't want you here. You got to go. Which was a very, very smart move. Yeah. Because. The damage he could have done right. in Delhi. So good looking out. And that's where those small communities, like, you know. Yeah, they know something's mm-hmm. wrong. You know? Yeah. I mean, there's... There's a reason he gave off a vibe and they knew what he was. Yes. Shawcross was born in Kittery, Maine, but his family moved to Watertown, New York when he was very young. Shawcross had a reputation of being a bully throughout his school days and having a rebellious attitude about school in general. To me, he seemed like even in that interview with a serial killer, that documentary, he just seemed super angry like he just seemed like he would have been anything would have set this guy off right. obviously yeah. but i not, mean he didn't need a reason to be yeah. mad and he wanted to be in control of the situation mm-hmm. for sure he was a he wasn't a nice guy no he dropped out of high school his freshman year and he was drafted in the u.s army in 1967 Shawcross served in the Viet in the Vietnam War and later said he was traumatized by his experience there. Shawcross married a woman named Linda, who was actually his second wife during this time, whenever he was there. Um Linda Linda, his wife, said that Shawcross got sexual pleasure. She got to see weird sides of him, mm. like sides that probably no one really got yeah. to see. But she said he got to sexual pleasure from starting fires. Like he would start fires wow. like in the yard and he would get sexual pleasure from that sort of thing. Oh my goodness. He then started to commit crimes such as arson and petty theft where he eventually got caught and spent close to two years in prison. And that was around like early 70s. After leaving prison, Shawcross returned to Watertown and got married yet again for the third time. So he got rid of Linda, or Linda probably got rid of him. And in May of 1972, a boy by the name of Jack Blake, who was only 10 years old at the time, disappeared near his apartment. Shawcross and Jack were familiar with each other because they had went on several fishing trips together. And I think Shawcross's brother went with them, or maybe it was Jack's older brother. They would go fishing together. Jack's mother was always suspicious of Shawcross, but authorities didn't have any evidence to link him to Jack since they didn't have a body. They had never found his they hadn't right. found his body up to that point. In September though, four months after Jack went missing, a child's body appeared under a bridge. 
Karen Ann Hill, who was eight years old at the time. She was also raped and murdered. And Shawcross was known to visit that particular area, specifically the bridge he would fish under. So right. they, people knew, like, he would go there. His That Jack's mom already kind of assumed or had suspicions that he could be the one to do it since he had hung out with this, which is really weird. Like, yeah. why was he hanging out with a 10-year-old boy going fishing with them? Mm. Just weird. Um, detectives believe Shawcross was the man for Hill's murder. After taking him in and pressuring him, he confessed to the murder of Hill, and police had no evidence to connect Shawcross to the 10-year-old boy, Blake, but they were about to lower his charges to get him to spill the beans and find out where the body was at. Right. Um, he made a deal with police and got sentenced to 25 years in prison for killing the little girl. He was never right. convicted of killing the boy, right. even though he admitted to it. They just had, they wanted to know where the boy was at. Yeah. They didn't have a body. They didn't know who did it. So he led police to the body of him and they made him a deal and they said they had to, that was their only way, Right. which I kind of think like, really, is that the only way? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but out of the any evidence, and they, they knew it was him. They mm-hmm. got him to talk, and I know. I know. After serving twenty or after being sentenced to twenty five years, he only served fourteen of those years. Right, because then he like he helped out a guard during a riot or something yeah. like that, and, and he, he got paroled early. Standing. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is so ridiculous. Wow. <laughs> so Fort, you can now be sentenced for murder and get out in 14 years of a child right. like that seems so wild to me yeah that was just this guy slipped slipped through the cracks for sure because we're not even to the multiple times yeah like this guy was He's in been, trouble constantly right. and he must have been i could just imagine him he didn't seem like it in the interview but a talker because they're like yeah. someone who could sway you or get you to like them right. quickly because right. I just don't understand how he could get away with so much stuff. But after Shawcross was released from prison and the Delhi community member sent him packing, he settled in Rochester, New York in 1987. He married yet again to a woman named Clara Neal. In 1989, less than two years after being released from prison for killing an eight-year-old girl and not even being committed or not even serving a sentence for the little boy too. Um, He is out and there's another victim, 27-year-old Dorothy Blackburn, who was a prostitute in the area in Rochester. Of course, they don't know who did it, but this is his first victim. So he just got out of prison after 14 years, has a new wife. He just has something in him that wants to hurt people. He yeah. wants to kill people. And that's exactly what he did. Dorothy was found dead near the Genesee River by Hunter. Her death, her cause of death was strangulation. Shawcross later confessed that he killed her because she hurt him during oral sex. And like we watched in the documentary, he had to justify every little thing. Yeah. Like there was a some silly, stupid reason why he was mad at somebody, right. and he but just to him snapped. it made perfect sense why they died. Yes, like he was just like, yeah, this is why I killed her. She, she deserved it. Mm-hmm. And he would, he even, he would sit there and you know I, I strangled her, and this is how. Mm-hmm. And it took this long. Yeah, it's just, four minutes, yeah. sometimes yeah, less. Sometimes that was less, the quote. On. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just told tells it with a straight face, no remorse. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to watch the video, the documentary, this is these are all spoilers. <laughs> but they ask him, they say uh, he or he says, um, people don't realize that there's evil in the world. Uh, they ask him, you know, are you evil? And he says, I suppose some. There's some in me, mm-hmm. and just sits there like, yeah, I'm evil. Yeah, and it's just creepy. Yeah. And obviously he is. Yes. So police found three more bodies that were found near the Genesee River, and all their deaths were caused by strangulation. So that's four total so far. Police were getting worried, of course, that they had a serial killer on their hands because of the M.O., strangulation by the river. This is somebody, it's probably the same person. So they got the FBI involved in that investigation. And Shawcross, for some reason, started to kind of change his killing. Like, he didn't just strangle. 
he would go and revisit the body and do sadistic things to the body, like sodomize a dead corpse or cut open from the throat down to the genital area, just wide open. Why did he say he did that? He he gave a reason. He, He, well, I thought he's, I can't remember. It's like, I just did it. I just split her open. He just wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. It was. And then another woman, he went to go revisit and he said he, her head was decapitated, right? Or he removed her head. Yeah. He decapitated her. And like, how'd you do that? And he said, it was just laying there and I picked it up and moved it. Yeah. And he, but he was, he just, it was weird because he had changed his. Yeah kind of method of which is i feel like kind of odd maybe for a serial killer i feel like no they like to go back and they change they evolve they get they get braver into and they, more and, okay and maybe. whatever they're doing's not yeah they that's been taught that's been studied but the uh, not one by me, but it's been studied but yeah they do change things the little boy jack blake he had dirt and leaves in his mouth when they found him and so there was also some other women prostitutes that he would pick up in Rochester who were found with dirt right. and leaves in their mouth he, for whatever he, reason. He would gag them yeah. To do that. Yeah. And let's see he always, he was also into cannibalism. You get into that? Um somewhat, yeah. Some yeah. So yeah, he um well one of the women that we were talking about, June Scott, she was sodomized and gutted. At both were post-mortem so he did this stuff after they died he didn't do it he didn't sodomize her before and some were raped after Mm -hmm. which is really weird like i mean it's all all weird weird. it's all weird but i mean that's just really strange um and that the fact that he went back to her body and then just decided i'm gonna gut her open i'm Mm -hmm. just gonna like do that that's he's sick so on new year's eve another woman june cicero her purse and several items were found by a state trooper and authorities started to search for her body because they knew okay prostitutes are going missing she was also concerned because authorities had police had went down the district where these prostitutes were and were telling them like there's you guys need to be careful you know women were missing they were finding you know, they were finding out their friends were dying. And so she had made comments to other people that she was nervous and she was taking extra precautions with people, with who she was, her Johns, is that what they call them? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So, but apparently Shawcross would use, he would go, go to somebody and then revisit them multiple times so that they would get comfortable and they would trust him. So that's how he would, he would just see them once and they knew him as Mitch. Did, I don't know. Did it say that in the documentary? I don't think so. Okay. So he would go by the name of Mitch. Mm. And so anyway, that was interesting. Um, but authorities were searching for June's body and they had to search by helicopter because there was snow and ice on the ground and just heavy terrain. So they, went with a helicopter they found her they found a body they didn't know it was her yet but they found a body under a bridge and on the bridge yeah when they were flying over is none other than Shawcross urinating off the bridge i don't think he was urinating well he might not have been if he, you know, if if uh, fire was getting, he's getting his jollies with fire. I'm pretty sure he yeah. was revisiting the site to get his his rocks off there. Yeah, it is so weird. And his passenger door was open, which was kind of weird. I don't, I don't under. He pulled off the side of the road to get his rocks off, and that's what he was scooted over to the passenger seat so he wouldn't be seen. Is what it is. He pulled oh. off. That's what's going on. Okay, because I was confused. Like, they said her, she had already been missing, so it's not like he dumped her body. It's not like she was in there, and then he dumped it, and then no, got out. It wasn't he right went there. to revisit. That's and, what I was thinking. And okay. he came back because that's what got him excited. Ugh. He had to go back there to get excited to do his thing, and he wasn't urinating. He was... And this guy was so clueless. He was in his own world. Like, he did not understand that helicopters were searching for For a body and for a person of interest. And he is at the crime scene. Like, a different crime scene. Yeah, Yeah, he is. They were searching one crime scene and went to another. Found another one with him there. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so they pursued him because it was weird. He closed the door, got back in, drove off. So they pursued him. They uh, got him in custody. And after getting him in custody, they pressured him and kept on him to confess. And he did. He confessed to 10 murders. Yeah. Um, Said he got tired. He got tired of just sitting there. Like, he's. I'm just going to tell him. I'm yeah. Tired, tired After 14 or 16 yeah, hours like of that, talking, yeah. he was just, Those it guys, just wore him out. Yeah, just, they wore me down. Yeah. But police, once they got him in custody, they were able to find out that he actually killed two children. Yeah. Yeah. Earlier. So, um, they were definitely like, this is our guy. This is who we need. So, they pressured him. Those, and that those murders were similar to the ones that were, in Watertown, right. like what he was doing in Rochester. <clears throat> Shawcross remains at the Sullivan Correctional Facility in New York, and he was convicted of all 10 yeah. murders. So he um, would even try to justify some of the prostitutes, like the story in the documentary he said. One of them, he, a prostitute came up to him and said, so-and-so ha- has AIDS that you slept with. And he said he was mad yeah, that he had slept with someone and they potentially might have AIDS. But he couldn't figure out who it was, so he just went. That was his justification of why he right. killed multiple women. He was trying to yeah. figure out who had the AIDS and he was going to kill him. And that's also where the cannibalism came into play. Yes, because he, he would He was trying eat. to speed up the, the AIDS in himself. He thought he had it. So he says. Yeah. So that's his reasoning. I don't think that. I don't know. Because that's, I read a thing about Jake... Blake, and I read that his genitals. Yeah, that was also. So I mean, he clearly didn't have AIDS, you know. So I mean that, but that was his justification for doing that. So he would eat the genitalia of women, at least three of them. Yeah, and the guys, yeah, the guys like, how could you do that? And he's like, eh, you ever had a steak? Yeah, that was his answer. Yeah, Eh, you ever had a steak? Yeah. Just so evil. Just so I all threw messed up in up. my mouth. <laughs> and yeah. this guy, he enjoys, which is, hopefully he'll never hear this, but he enjoys people knowing about what he did. Like yeah. the prison people he's not know. Hear this, he's dead. Oh, yeah. That is true. <laughs> Sorry, don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. Well, because you hate to bring light to people who, because they really do feel like they're probably famous in some way right. you know and it's like uh, i don't really want to talk about it but yeah he felt famous in, in prison like yeah, everybody knew what i was doing yeah you know it's one of those deals. super just, creepy you guys really yeah. need to watch interview with a serial killer yeah because we, it's, we we gave some spoilers in there but i mean it's serial killer stuff if you're a true crime and you're listening to this and you're watching documentaries you've heard this kind of stuff before you all know what we didn't ruin we didn't ruin stuff you can still go watch that uh and 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 see what we're talking about the creepiness we can't we can't convey that for sure no he has this weird blink like just everything about him is super weird yeah so this was a this was a big one this guy's pretty a pretty well-known serial killer and uh, like i said if we get if we get rochester stuff or something like that watertown in the future then we might revisit him uh dig a little deeper maybe yeah fine but uh we just couldn't let that pass yeah we couldn't you know and it did pop it popped right up Mm -hmm. when we put del high uh so they're they're they didn't like him enough but shout out to del high because they probably saved (laughs) some lives there i mean this guy was so i mean he just didn't get it like yeah i mean i understand you can change and stuff but this guy just hadn't wanted nothing to do with change he he was content with being exactly who he was and he was yeah He's got some story, you know, this is why I don't, I don't he's a, it's just, you know, there's some psychologists and, and doctors and uh, talking, talking on the documentary and you can watch that. They've got some exp- explanations into why and, oh. and uh, possibilities. But it was interesting because we've talked about before on this podcast, hypnosis. And yeah. so it was really cool. I mean, it was cool to see it because I had not seen right, it. But they showed the video of him talking. Yeah. When he was under trial. Obviously, he's going to try to say that he's mentally ill and like not all there, so he doesn't have to go to prison. But um, a woman did hypnosis on him, and he, I mean, it looked like he was really playing into yeah. this character. Yeah. So it was, that was, that was a weird scene because it showed the video of him, him under, under hypnosis. Did you believe it? 
Hypnosis. Do you believe him? Do, uh, I mean, do you believe his story of like how of he grew his, up? Of his mom. Uh, pro- There's probably something. I don't know if his mom or I don't know. Well, his mom. I really mom, don't know. In yeah. Viet- in Vietnam and his mom, there's all these stories about why and and. Well, yeah. he did leave his mom at like really young. Yeah. He just left and like, which is kind of weird, you know, like you, but he is weird. Right. So, I mean, it could have, I don't know. He probably did have, I feel like something, you're not born this yeah, way. Something happened to him when he was a kid for sure. Yeah. Um, um, I think they were saying like his mom performed oral sex on him, but then his aunt and him had a relationship I read and his I mom found out yet. about it and she got really upset. So maybe he's taking it out on his mom. He's angry at his mom. And, and him and his sister also oh, had, wow. yeah, like it was like a family thing. Like it was weird. Um, yes. So he, there was Things some good. definite issues in the family. Mm. Anyway, so I'm going to need to watch a Disney movie after this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Dale High. That uh, really wasn't about you. That true crime wasn't. And that's great, a good thing, Dale High. Uh, there wasn't a uh, – we did – I looked a little bit more into it, and there was some some stuff back in uh, back in the day, and there, I'm sure there's some crime and things. And there, obviously I talked about the one where, uh, where old Bud Steele got killed. Uh, lead – leg can't penetrate steel <laughs> uh talked about that guy uh, but uh Del High looks like a nice little town mm-hmm. so uh it's so a good job guys getting him out of there y'all saved i'm sure you saved some lives mm-hmm. uh so so there you go um uh, talking about some things to do in Del High. Uh, we've got the catskills barn it's in the catskills mountains i've heard of those i might have driven through them i don't know if i have or not i've driven to new york city but i don't know if we ever went through there or not okay uh, and I've driven through New York State or ridden through New York State uh, from parts of Pennsylvania, but I just don't know how close I've been to this area. Uh, so the Catskills, I know you hear it in movies and stuff, people going to the Catskills to to vacation and things. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, So there's the Catskills Barn. I found them on Instagram, so go check them out. Uh, the Maple Shade Farm uh, and Fitch's Covered Bridge. So... So it's not the uh, bridges of Madison County. It's the bridge <laughs> of Delaware County. It's for a cheesy joke. I had to watch that movie with my mom when I was a kid. So the bridges of Madison County. I've seen that. So um, if you want to, if you want to stay in Del High, uh, the uh, the four large multi-story hotels aren't there anymore. Uh, but there's a lot of bed and breakfast there. Uh, a lot of older homes that have been converted. A lot of nice places to stay. Uh, so if you're going through that area. Stop in Delhi. Uh, a lot of history there. Go check out the uh, the post office and look at the mural. I'm going to link the mural. Uh, I'll link I'll link all over where I get all my information. And I'll link the a picture uh, website that has the picture of the uh, that has the the mural there. I might have said that before, but there it is again. So look that in our show <laughs> notes. Uh, check that out on Instagram. Go check out these people. Uh, go type in. Uh, Dale High, New York, and the hashtag, and you'll get some things in there. Uh, definitely go check out the the Calico Indians. Uh, that's pretty neat, and get some uh, some pictures of them and see what they look like. Uh, I'll try to link a picture of that too in our show notes. So check all that out, and uh, appreciate y'all listening. This episode twenty one. That's a we're getting on up there. I say that every time. We thank y'all for listening. We've been. I know it's been kind of crazy the last month. Uh, I've got a f- month old now, along with my five-year-old. So it's been a month since he was born. Crazy. Yeah, I know. It's going quick. So uh, it's going great, though. Uh, we had to stop once in this this recording. The, <laughs> he was upstairs crying, and I could hear it. So uh, if you hear a little crying on the on the uh, on the on the podcast, just uh, just just to go, oh, he's <laughs> cute, cute little baby because he is. <laughs> yes. Uh, so. Uh, thank you all for listening. Tell your friends about us. Please share the podcast. Go on Apple and uh, share it. Uh, share it to Facebook, uh, Instagram, Spotify. It's pretty easy to share uh, to Instagram from. Uh, Apple's a little bit more difficult, mm-hmm. weird for some reason to share on Instagram. Uh, but tell your friends about us. Uh, go give us a like on Apple Pod, Apple Podcast and uh, and all that. So yes, you guys have been. You guys are great. We're growing every week. Uh, we can tell 
when somebody's told somebody about us, we can see uh, new listens and uh, people going back and listening to the old episodes. Mm-hmm. And man, somebody shared. Thank you all for sharing um, Warm Springs, Nevada. Oh, I don't yeah. know if that was since that was the last one we had, and there was a that we had a break after that, but that episode took off yeah that's great yeah i don't know if it's my motorcycle buddy on instagram <laughs> that i shared the stories if he told his friends about it or what maybe uh, but he uh he liked to. Uh, he needs to do it every week yeah he liked uh <laughs> he liked the, the the picture today uh that i last night that i put oh, on there cool. so okay so he's following along man so uh, awesome. i'll have to <laughs> i have to give him another shout out in her stories or something man he's, he's cool this this old dude that <laughs> I guess he's old. I didn't really look, man. If you're not old, he's got to be older. Uh, he's living a life though, traveling around and uh, visiting all these cool places. So that sounds cool. Yeah. So maybe he'll reach out and say, "Hey, uh, after the podcast, after listening to to Happy Camp, I, I drove up there." So. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Tell us about it. Yeah, I know. So uh, Happy Camp, that was another one. Appreciate y'all listening so much. Thank you all so much. Uh, we don't have anything to 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 give away or anything yet you guys are still listening uh, appreciate that we're not asking for any money or anything we're just doing this for the fun of it and i uh, hope you guys are enjoying listening and if you can let us know we'd appreciate that too so uh just let us know by liking uh liking our, our pictures just give us a shout out yeah that'd be awesome yeah if we start getting if we start getting a lot we might we uh start getting people to reach out give to away. us have that'd some giveaways fun. yeah um, we've talked about stickers in the past and doing that kind of thing. Everybody likes stickers. <laughs> seems, seems like people got stickers on everything now. And yeah. You get stickers everywhere you go. Yeah. Uh, so uh, <laughs> we're looking. If you'd like to sponsor us, uh, just let us know. <laughs> we need some uh, mic stands, and we're going to get some comfy chairs in here pretty soon. So <laughs> yes. <laughs> working on that. And uh, so we, we do really appreciate it. So it's time to throw the dart again. I'm going to get up. I'm going to pause for just a second. Go throw the dart. I'll be right back. Okay, Jason, what'd you get? We got our first major city. Well, it's in Michigan. I can tell that far, but I can't see. It's in the knuckle of the thumb, Detroit, (laughs) Michigan. Detroit. Detroit, Detroit. Detroit. We say Detroit down here. We what? What is it? Detroit. 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 That's how most of the country Detroit. says Detroit. You head on down <laughs> south, we, we say Detroit. <laughs> so uh, excuse us next week when we talk about it. It's a major city and we still say it wrong. <laughs> that's uh, okay. When y'all come down here, y'all say Merville wrong. So. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so anyway, Detroit. I don't know. Well, I don't know what well, we're going to bring There's going to be probably so, like, I mean, a few more than what we're used to choosing from. Right. That's we're for have sure. something to choose from. Yeah. Going to have a lot of information coming at us, so it should be a good one. Pretty excited about having a major city. And Detroit's not known for being the nicest town in the world. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Sorry, Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> a lot, yeah, so we'll find out Okay. more about it next week. That sounds good. And I guarantee you. Something about automobiles is going to be on here. I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you could uh, talk about Detroit without that, so pretty excited okay let's do it all right see y'all next week